Welcome to Small Business Celebration. We're continuing our series in small business sustainability. And our guest this week, well, he is well born in commerce. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome, where we're celebrating small businesses for big breakthroughs. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Zell Wellborn, the president of Wellborn Media and president of the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Well, thank you. I'm very excited to be chatting to you about our business today. For visionaries who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? So my name is Zeb Wellborn. I'm president of Wellborn Media. We do online marketing for passionate business owners. I'm also president for the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce, where we help local businesses. For visioneers who aren't familiar with what Wellborn Media is, you, you help with social media for ambitious business owners. What is that? I guess I love working with passionate business owners to help them grow and expand their business. Mm -hmm. So we handle their social media, okay. meaning we do their social media for them uh, to promote their business out into the world. What kinds of social media platforms do you specialize? So we started out with like the normal ones, right. Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, there's been some that have been added over the years. So TikTok is some, Instagram is, we do a lot of Instagram posting now. Right. So it's really what the target market of the businesses that we're working with is right. and helping them use the social media platforms that make the most sense for them. How do you define what platforms are going to work for them? It's based on their target market. Okay. So we work with a business. I'll do a consulting session where we'll chat about their business. Right. And what's the low-hanging fruit? What's the thing that maybe you're not doing that you could take advantage of? Right. And those are the things that we try to implement for our businesses so that they are taking care of those things so they can grow their business and not worry about their social media presence. Social media is a very... Uh, it's a viral platform. The right. things that do well on there are things that are unique and have some kind of novelty to them. Right, sure. So we are a little selective in the businesses that we work with right. because we want to make sure that it's successful. Right. But there are also different objectives for mm. businesses. So the main one that most businesses want is we want more sales. I want more people to hire Who doesn't? Us. Who doesn't, right? Exactly. Uh, but there are a lot of businesses who understand that it's important for the long game to build relationships mm. and to foster those relationships right. through social media. And so those businesses often tend to do well on social media as well. One of the things that I've heard from a lot of business owners about social media companies and one of the challenges that they have is that the social media company doesn't necessarily take the time to come to their business, to take pictures of their business when their business is in action. Is that something that you do? Yes, we do. And so what we do, I, what I would say is, is we work very closely with the businesses that we put plans in place for. Oh, okay. So some of them don't want that. A lot of them do, but not all of them do. Right. Uh, because they think that they don't have anything to showcase. And even if it's like a small apartment, like just in the setup for this presentation, you got a chance to look around our office, right. see the little knickknacks that we have sure. around the office. Right. And you, those are things of interest that would be of interest to people who don't get a chance to visit the area. So those are things that I would encourage businesses to do, but not all of them want to do it. So yes, we do go in there and take pictures, but oftentimes businesses want to portray themselves not with their knickknacks, they just have a different vision. Right. So we kind of work with the owners of the business to enhance their vision that they have for marketing their business through social media. You make it personable. We try to, yes. One of the other things that you also do is you do public speaking. I, I do, yes. How does that tie into Wellborn Media? 
So when I started social media, this is 10 years ago. It's funny because everybody says this that gets involved with social media. I just was not a social media fan right. before getting involved in doing social media. Right. But once you realize the impact and the influence that social media can right. have and does have, it's kind of a no-brainer to get involved in. So when I started 10 years ago, I was still one of the newcomers to this. Right. So I started educating our business community about uh. that. And, and interestingly enough, when I joined this 10 years ago, my very first speaking engagement was right there uh, where I spoke about uh, using Facebook to grow your business. Sure. And that was about 10, 12 years ago. <laughs> How did you get involved with the chamber? Because so many business owners either look at a chamber as a time vampire or as a one-way transaction kind of thing, but your experience was very different as a business owner here with the Chino Valley Chamber. Yeah, I think it's like my mindset more so than anything else. Okay. When I looked at, the reason why I joined the chamber was because when I started my business, mm -hmm. I knew nothing about business. And I needed uh, mentors. I needed people that knew business locally. They could, I could seek out for advice. And so I figured there's got to be some kind of business organization in my local community that I could turn to where they have like real world people who have done this that would be willing to mentor me or give me some advice or that I could just learn from by being close to. Uh, so that's why I sought that out. And the only thing that I found locally that fit the bill for that was the Chamber of Commerce. And so you walked in through the door at the first chamber meeting and said, I have arrived, I'm here, mentor me. <laughs> Something like that, <laughs> uh, not quite. quite. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you the first time that I did, so the first meeting that I went to, there was a, a, the invitation to go to a mixer. It was an right. evening mixer at Chino Hills Ford, which is just down the street. Right. And I showed up there. Not only was I new to business, but I was also not new to networking so i was not i was not outgoing and would go up and introduce myself to folks so i kind of went into that event i sat i, I entered and they were kind of like doing some activity or something so i kind of sat on the side for about 20 minutes nobody acknowledged me and then i just left so my first experience was i didn't talk to a single person and i went in there and then i just left and you had exactly the success you were looking for, which is you <laughs> hid in the dark corner of the room and talked to nobody, and so you got nothing out of it. That's exactly right. So I, so, <laughs> so I learned from that experience. I tried it again. Uh, I'm not sure how long after. It was probably just a couple of weeks after, but I did come to a Wednesday morning here, and that experience was a lot different. Had a lot of I had a lot of friendly business owners that welcomed uh, me, that introduced me, and they just the thing that I remember most about that first visit was how excited these business owners were to right. talk about their business. Right. And that's something that is infectious. That's something that I like being around is I like being around other people who are excited about the work that they're doing. And uh, that's very easy for me to get connected with people who love what they do. And then they suckered you in. They did. Yes. <laughs> how, how did they approach you to, to becoming head of the chamber? So I wasn't just involved as a member for a year and then like you get involved, like people will pick up on things and ask you to get involved in right. things. And at the time, like I said, I didn't really have much. I just started my business. I'm trying right. to grow it. I don't know any other way because I, so I have people that are saying, hey, you should come to this. Hey, you should come to this. Right. So I started doing that. And then ultimately you pick and choose the things that you start going to. Ah. And then ultimately uh, you start to, they start to identify you for things that are of higher importance, I would say, or higher priority for the community or the organization. So in 2012 actually they asked me to help out with social media so well I, you are a social media company so you'll do it for free right 
That's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what happened. And I'm like, all right, this is my volunteer thing. So yes, I did do it for free, and I did it for free for uh, for a while. But it, they didn't name me 2012 Business of the Year, right? right? So that was two years in a business, and my city named me named our business, Wellborn Media, the Business of the Year for the city of Chino Hills. I want to say congratulations. Yeah, no. So it was very cool, and I remember in that moment thinking like. Uh, I had made it, you know. Right, sure. <laughs> I like, have arrived. Oh yeah, and it was like all, all of that, but it was very rewarding because it was like there's all this uncertainty that happens as a business owner, and so right. for people to, in your community to kind of validate that you're doing the right stuff was a very cool experience for me. And then shortly after that, they asked me to be on the board of directors, so I got on the board, which is all volunteer position. Right. And then uh, there was some changeover at the top the executive director they had let go right and they asked me to take it over and and actually i'd done that about two years before i did it temporarily we found somebody that person didn't work out and then i did it temporarily again <laughs> he says with big air quotes <laughs> that's right and then eventually they uh i said yes after they asked me a bunch of times and i'm really glad i did if visioneers want to learn more about the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce and Wellborn Media, how do they do that? There is two different ways. Uh, so Wellborn Media, uh, you can find me. Zeb Wellborn is probably the best place to look. And how do you spell Zeb Wellborn? So it's Z-E-B, like the first three letters of zebra. Right. And then Wellborn is W-E-L-B-O-R-N. No E. No E. And how do people reach out to you? Phone number, address, website, social media, smoke signals? Yeah, so wellbornmedia.com is our website. Okay. Zeb, at Zeb Wellborn is on all the social media channels. We do have social media for Wellborn Media, but most of that comes through me. Right. So I'd encourage you to check out my stuff. Uh, and then uh, their websites, we have emails that get sent out trying to educate our members on how to do better on social media. And there's lots of other things we do to help support local businesses. When we come back, we're going to talk about increasing your visibility for sustaining your business. And who better to talk about that than Zeb Wellborn with Wellborn Media. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify. And we'll talk about visibility for your business when we come right back. The winter season is rapidly approaching. But are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? Bakersfield's best tire store, Clarou Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clarou Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClarouTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clarou Tire at 661-324-6069 today. I'm here with Zeb Wellborn, the president of Wellborn Media and the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce. And our visioner question comes from Jasmine who asks, my business coach is encouraging me to get out and start speaking to increase the visibility of our business. What is the process you took to grow your visibility and with whom did you start speaking in front of first? So I mentioned this in that last segment, but I did start speaking with the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce. Right. So that was actually something that I felt was a deficiency of mine growing right. up. Uh, I had an extreme fear of public speaking. Right. Uh, and actually, when I started my tutoring business, 
they invited me to come in and speak to the booster club, mm. uh, to a basket. It was a basketball oh, booster okay. club. Okay, sure, right. And I went in there, and I was going to pitch them on my tutoring services. And my my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, came with me. I presented, and I kid you not, I stood there for about sixty seconds. <laughs> not saying a word because I was trying to think of what I was supposed to say. Right. It was the most humbling experience, uh, but I still did. They still did sign up with me, so that was still a valuable lesson. That just by putting myself out there, oh. I had, I did end up getting the business, right. even though I totally bombed that presentation. <laughs> but uh, I did start speaking with the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce on social media. Uh, so going to your Chamber of Commerce, finding out where people give business-related presentations. Mm -hmm. Being able to speak to a group full of businesses is great. And I know that we do one once every week okay. here at the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce. Uh, but there's tons of opportunities. Even doing like live, social media wise, you can do live videos and that simulates speaking in front of an audience. So there's lots of things you can do. You could even do something really crazy. You could even start a YouTube channel. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You got it all figured out. Or a podcast or something along those lines. Yeah. It's one thing to take the speaking engagement and directly get business from it. It's something else to take your business to the next level with speaking engagements. How have you been able to do that with Wellborn Media and with the Chino Valley Chamber? When I started speaking at the Chamber, I was speaking on social media. Mm -hmm. And at the time, because here locally, there wasn't many people speaking on social media. Right. Uh, and a lot, but a lot of businesses wanted to know, like, how do I use Facebook? Because that was something that was happening sure. at the time for their business. Remind you, this is 10 years ago when I started doing this. Right. Uh, so as I started speaking with those, I would get invited to speak with other groups. Right, right, right. And uh, one of the groups that hit me up was San Bernardino County Workforce Development Board. Uh, actually, it was the Small Business Development Center asked me to speak. So I spoke for them for free uh, for about a year, right. and I hit, did all of their social media workshops. San Bernardino County Workforce Development then picked me up, and they paid me to speak uh, at their presentation. So there I was speaking in front of business owners as well. So uh, probably over the course of the three or four years that I was doing that really extensively, I would be speaking to 100, probably about 1,000 business owners in total, Right, and, and that really helped get me in front of those businesses. And it also opened up more opportunities that I probably didn't anticipate. Like uh, when I got that contract with the county to speak with the county, mm. there was another contract that was having me do their social media campaigns or right. being like a business consultant for other businesses. Right. So I, as a result, I got that contract too, which is something I would have never explored otherwise. As president of the Chino Valley Chamber, you are asked to speak on behalf of the chamber, what are some of the things that you, that your progression and your in, improved abilities to speak has afforded you as head of the chamber? So I still say that's an area that I could stand to improve a lot. I think right. we all could. I speak a lot in front of the chamber of commerce, and one of the feedback that I get is I could probably be a little more dynamic uh, <laughs> when I'm giving presentations. So it's sure. something that I constantly try to work on. I think one of the things that uh, I do know about whenever I do get in front of people, they, they know that there's a genuineness that happens oh, there. Right. And so I know it's not just some prepared canned speech that you come up with. It's, it, it's really you. Sometimes it's canned speeches <laughs> for, for those events that warrant it, right. but that's like a portion of it. But there's sure. always the element where you throw in your own uh, 
your own personality right. and, and what you're trying to articulate and the stuff that you're trying to do. So those are the moments where uh, I know that that re relays himself well to the people that are uh, invested and interested in what we're doing. So I have to ask, because you haven't told us how you started your business. It was out of necessity. Okay. I, mean, I was a high school history teacher. Okay. I, I taught high school history for four years. Okay. I was married. I got married fairly young. Right. Uh, and, and I got divorced around the same time I left my teaching job. Okay. And uh, I, I, so I just left it thinking that I, I wanted to do something else. And one of the main reasons was I thought that that was, one of the main reasons why I felt like my marriage failed was because of how much time I put into the, the teaching side of mm. things. So I left teaching and I traveled the country trying to find a job somewhere. Right. And this was in 2007. And I didn't know when I did that that 2007 was going to be 2007. <laughs> So I couldn't find a job anywhere. Right. I traveled the country for three months, couldn't find a job. I moved back home with my parents. And uh, the only thing that I could find to make any kind of income was a one-on-one -on -one tutoring assignment with a, with a student. Oh. So I started tutoring that one student in a one-on-one -on -one capacity. And then I was just like, well, maybe I could turn this into a business. So my sister was learning how to build websites at the time. And I started to learn how to use, like I want to get on top of Google. My mm -hmm. thought was, if I can get on top of Google, so many times in tutoring in Chino Hills, right. and my business showed up, that that's how I would get customers. So I tried to figure out how to do that. So I did. Uh, we, we built the website. We did a lot of social media. We did, it was a lot of work, though. Right. A lot of email marketing. And so when I was doing all that, a couple of the kids that I was tutoring, their parents were business owners. Mm. And one of them in particular said, Zeb, I love what you're doing with all of this marketing stuff. Would you mind doing that for my business? So I started doing it with that business. And then I sent out an email, and they, she paid fairly well. So I sent out an email to all of my, uh, I sent out an email to all of my contacts and just said, hey, I'm starting this new venture right. doing online marketing. Would you be interested in letting me pitch you on it? You know? Right, right. And so I did. I got like three or four businesses that signed up right away. It paid way more than what I was making running the tutoring business. Right. So I hired somebody to run the tutoring business, and I took over the online marketing business full time. You just unpacked a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. <laughs> and and I, could talk for, I could talk for hours on this. But you went through, and, and you were a history teacher. Good, safe, steady, secure job. Yeah. Got divorced, and you started going out on a limb and trying something new, and made it work. Just didn't hope it worked. You made it work. How has this affected your business today and the way that you approach your business in the chamber? It was, <laughs> it was without strategy, you know. So there wasn't a plan behind this. I was, like I mentioned, it was out of necessity, and so I started that tutoring business, and then I. Uh, I've grown it into the online marketing business. And so what I would say is, is how that impacted me in the future is, uh, and I, this is what I think I mentioned to you previously, was uh, being a high school history teacher, like I felt a little bit like unclear what my future was mm. because uh, my whole life I had been trained to go to college, right. You know, get married, get a car, get a house, and, and that's kind of what I was supposed to do. And then I got all those things relatively young at like 25 or 26, you know. Right. And, uh, and then it's like, well, what, what do I do now? And right. I, I, it's not like I noticed that I was like uncertain about my future, 
But looking back on it, it was like there wasn't anything for me to strive towards. It was mm. like that was going to be my career and what I wanted to do. And uh, so that's what, when I shifted into running a business, now it's all focused on growth. There's never an outcome that I'm like, that's what, what I get and then I'm done. There's always something that I can do that will help expand and grow my business or the organizations that I'm involved with. And so I know that for me personally, I feel much more fulfilled when I'm having that opportunity to continue to grow versus hitting some plateau and then uh, not knowing what to do next. And you've taken this life lesson and you got special recognition for helping the chamber during COVID. Yeah, so we, over the years we've been lucky enough to get some kind of like recognition from the people that we work with. So in 2020, COVID, right. 2020, um, so I think it's because of my background in doing digital marketing mm. that when COVID happened, we did not miss a beat. Everything was told to shut down. All right. events were told to shut down. We jumped on Zoom right away. We ex vastly expanded our kind of email correspondence to make sure that all the businesses in this very uncertain time knew the resources they had available. We brought in leaders from across the legislative leaders, but also business leaders to talk about what was actually happening and the resources that were available for businesses, uh, to give a kind of behind the scenes account of what was happening with COVID, especially in those first couple of months where everything was so unclear and uncertain. And so because of that work we did for businesses in that time, uh, I was named the Outstanding Citizen of the Year uh, for the Chino Valley, and that was something that I was very proud of. When we come back, we're going to talk about one of the things that drew Zeb to the chamber in the first place. To, in order to grow his business, he needed a mentor. We're here in the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce talking to Zeb Wellborn of Wellborn Media because of the contributions from visioneers just like you through our Patreon page, our small business celebration on Patreon. And it's because of the financial contributions and the support from visioneers just like you that help us grow and bring valuable content and inspiring stories to visioneers like you so we can help business owners like you have big breakthroughs. I'm here with Zell Wellborn, the president of Wellborn Media and the president of the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce. And our visionary question comes from Dustin who asks, I'm approaching someone to be my mentor to help me grow my business, but I don't want to come across like I'm only there for the taking. What have you offered your mentors so they don't think you're taking advantage of them and their knowledge? Yeah, no, that's an interesting question. And I'll just share with you my experience of, go, of talking with mentors. Okay. Uh, so, uh, one of the goals I set for myself about two or three years ago was I wanted to identify like five mentors that could help me out in different components of the things that make up what I do. Right. So I did ask all five of them uh, and all five of them agreed to be my, my mentor. And one of the things that I feel like um, there, there are people that get approached to be mentors all the time. All the time. Right. right. Yes. And so uh, for them, there are things that you want to be able to give back to them. But there's a whole other component of mentors that the value that they're giving them is somebody that's excited, passionate, mm. interested in what they are and who they are. Right. And so there are a lot of people who are willing to give you their time. But I also understand that it depends on who you're going after for your mentor. And if you want somebody who is in high demand for mentorship, right. uh, you want to make sure that um, 
that you're giving them what they need. And the best way to do that, in my opinion, would be asking them. To so say, hey, I'm interested in mentorship. This is something that's really important for me to grow. Right. Uh, I would love to have you as a mentor, and I want to be curious to know what it would take for you to mentor me. Might be a, a good approach to take. You bring up something very important on all this. You can't be afraid to ask. Right. What did you say to your mentors, and what were you able to reciprocate for them? Yeah, well, let me tell you an interesting story okay. about that. So you know that I did a podcast. It was called the Defining Success Podcast. Right. It's still on iTunes. Right. I did about 120 episodes. Right. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so we were at the top of iTunes for a long time. So it was really cool in that first uh, those first 90 days when it was up there. And, and it still had a good following for the right. time that I was doing it. Uh, but one of the things that I learned in that experience was it never hurts to ask. Mm. So I would, um, I remember when there would be gaps in my interviews, right. I would Twitter people and I would hit them up on Twitter and I would say, hey, do you, I, I have an opening at 11 o'clock. Would you be open to fill that spot? So honestly, I did like Oprah or Stephen Colbert or like nice. people that you would never imagine getting on the thing. Uh, and so you would think that that would be, there's some kind of apprehension there. Like, oh, of course they're too busy. But what does it hurt to just send sure. them on Twitter? So the interesting story with that was, was one of the guys that I read his book. And actually, I think his book is, actually it is right here. So his book called The New Rules of Marketing and PR. Okay. His name was David Meerman Scott. Okay. So I emailed him. He's like a world-renowned speaker. Everybody tries to get him on his stuff. And so I, I hit him up for one of those things. I said, hey, I'm doing a podcast interview in an hour. Would you like to be on it? And he said, you know what, Zeb? My schedule is booked solid for the next three months, but I have this gap at 11, and it just works out. So sure, let's do it. So I hit him up, and I interviewed him on that podcast. And that was just kind of an eye-opening thing where... You never know. You ask, they can say, all, they, all they'll do is say, no, sorry, that doesn't work for me, or no, I'm too busy. Don't take it personal. They're just too busy. Uh, so that was my experience of asking for the advice and then uh, how you would, how that, how that happens, you know? Who knows? They might even say yes. That's right. What do you like to do for fun when you're not here at the chamber? So I do... Uh, I do play a lot of golf. Okay. I do play a lot of soccer. So soccer is the thing that I love to do the most, and okay. I play that on Sundays. Every Sunday I play an adult men's league, so right. I do play soccer. Uh, I do still work in the golf industry, but I also like to go out and play golf. Sure. I do just love kind of like competing, playing sports, uh, hanging out with my family. What have you learned from playing soccer that you apply to your business? So soccer is like a team game, you know, right. where everybody has their own unique skills and you kind of come together to make a team. So I was actually on in 1999 or maybe 2000. I was on the uh, national championship, is AYSO national championship soccer team. Sure. And so we have people on that team, on our team. We're just like a very diverse group of people. So there are people from all different backgrounds. But we all played together and we all did extremely well and we all had our own unique skill sets and it was just a very fun thing to be a part of. Right. And so when you take that into like building a team and being a part of a team, those are the things that I've taken from my experience playing soccer. You've got an employee for your business, the one that you and your sister run, Wellborn Media. How has the hiring of this employee that you have now different than when you've hired employees in the past? I think over time I've learned that, uh, you know, like when you're growing your business, right. 
And you mentioned Wellborn Media, but we've also grown the chamber. So when I started at Chamber, we had three part-time employees. We now have eight here. Congratulations. Thank you. In Wellborn Media, we've added one new employee. So she started, she's finished a full year. She just had her one-year anniversary with us. Uh, but before that, I did obviously do some hirings. In the tutoring business, I did a lot of hirings. And uh, I think the challenge that I always had with those hirings was that uh, they were, I didn't know what to expect. Mm. And I didn't know how to re unveil my expectations onto them. Okay, right. So I had uh, some folks where they were very opinionated about what they wanted to do, and I kind of wanted to let them do what they wanted to do, but it ultimately hurt the business mm. uh, in some of those cases. Right. And so I feel like I've learned a little bit better about how to share the vision okay. of what we're trying to accomplish with our company. Right. It's still a work in progress, though. I'm sure. by no means perfect. Right. Today, I had lots of lengthy talks with our staff members today who were feeling overwhelmed at some of the stuff that they were doing. So right. it's still a process, but I feel like there's a lot more structure in place that I've helped provide. Right. Uh, more of a process in terms of their expectations and the stuff that they need to do. Well, give us very briefly an example of that. So one of the things that I set up, it's, I read a book once called uh, Measure What Matters. Okay. So it's the guys at Google, mm -hmm. they put together, a, it's called Objectives and Key Results. Okay. There's an objective and then there are key results that I want you to accomplish. Ultimately, what I want from any team that I'm working with, like I want them to be able to explore the stuff that they're excited about that's going to help advance the interests of the chamber. Right. But I also, so I guess what I have them do is I have them set their own goals right. based on their job responsibilities, those objectives. Right. And then we identify what are the key results to determine whether or not those objectives are being successful. Right. And then those are the things that I have them work on. How have you applied this to your employee at Wellborn? Uh, in, in the same fashion, so okay. she has she has the objectives and key results of us as an organization, mm -hmm. and then she's kind of identifying the things that she wants to fill the gaps in, mm. and sets those as her own objectives and key results, and uh, those are the things that I work on her with, holding her accountable with that we check in on. What makes you wake up every morning, and open your business? So, in. I don't know if I heard it in a training once or something, but it's, I, it was like the five rocks or your five pillars. There are five things that I've kind of identified as things that are important to me okay. that I want to unveil on the world. And that uh, if I know that I'm involved in those five things, I'm going to live a fulfilled life. And they are? My family. Okay. Uh, it is helping passionate business owners become successful. Perfect for the chamber. It is for the chamber and for Wellborn Media. Okay. Uh, I love educating, uh, but I also love learning. Uh, so making sure that I'm doing some kind of education and learning myself. Uh, it's doing activities like playing soccer and golf. And then the last one is being of service. Uh, and I do that through the Chino Rotary Club and doing give back to our community. How long have you been a Rotarian? Uh, so that's... Uh, Put you on the spot. 20, yeah, <laughs> 2014, 2015, somewhere around there. Well, Zeb, this has been a real privilege. Thank you for joining us here on Small Business Celebration. Absolutely. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure chatting with you, and I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. And if visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? So like I said, I'm easy to find. It's Zeb Wellborn or at Zeb Wellborn on any of those social media channels. And I'll be right back with my final thought. The winter season is rapidly approaching, but are the tires on your car or truck ready for wet weather? 
Bakersfield's best tire store, Clareau Tire, has been serving families like yours for 80 years and installs and services the tires your family depends on when the wet weather comes. Give Clareau Tire a call at 661-324-6069 and ask them about what tire works best for you and your budget. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 or visit them at 530 East 21st Street in Bakersfield or at ClareauTire.com today. The wet winter weather is rapidly approaching. Call Clareau Tire at 661-324-6069 today. Something worth thinking about. About a week and a half or so ago, I was having coffee with a business owner who declared to me that the reason why business owners go into business is to make money. And I agreed with him, but I asked, then what? Why does a business owner stay in business? Well, this particular gentleman was very adamant on the subject. He says, business owners stay in business to make money. And to a certain extent, I agree, after all, a business that's not profitable doesn't stay in business for very long. But one of the things I've noticed over the 200 plus episodes of Small Business Celebration is the motivating factor that keeps a business owner engaged varies from owner to owner. For example, like our guest this week, Zeb Wellborn, for him, he started his business out of desperation. And then it evolved and it changed and he hired an employee and started to develop and grow, got involved with the chamber and eventually became president of the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce. And the success that the chamber had during COVID was because of his, his experience that he had as a business owner starting his own business. But with him, like a lot of other business owners, what's important to him has evolved. What's important has changed. How he approaches the employee for his business now is very different than how he first approached his employees when he first started the business. Which begs the question, as your business has grown, as your business has developed, what's changed? How have you changed? It's something worth thinking about. I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Zell Wellborn of Wellborn Media and the Chino Valley Chamber of Commerce. And I hope you learned something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. And we'll see you here again as we celebrate another small business celebrating a big breakthrough. Thank you for listening to the Small Business Celebration Podcast. Some of today's music was brought to you by Ted Hammond, and you might find more of Ted's music at ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. That's ReverbNation.com forward slash Ted Hammond. If you enjoyed this episode and gained some insight from it for your business, subscribe to the Small Business Celebration Podcast at iTunes.com forward slash Small Business Celebration and give us a five-star review. Also, if there's a business you'd like us to interview, reach out to us on LinkedIn and Facebook and let us know. Until next time, I'm your host, Michael Roberts of the Small Business Celebration Podcast, and we wish you a strong and profitable business.